ready to take a ride, grab your coffee, and strap yourself in. If you listen, I can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening, you're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. Okay, welcome back to the Omega Man Radio Show. I'm your host, Shannon Davis. Tonight is a live show. Today is Saturday, August 14th. We're going to have special guest on with us tonight, Dr. Pat Holliday of Miracle Internet Church. And she's going to be talking about terrifying nightmares, supernatural beings, and psychoactive drugs. We're also going to have a few other surprises for you. All right, so without further delay, let's go to the telephone lines. Dr. Holliday, you're on the program with us. I'm right here. Okay, and let's go ahead and bring our friend on, and I'll let you introduce him. Stand by one second. Okay, brother, you on the line with us tonight? Yes, I am. Absolutely. Hey, it's uh, great to have you back on, Dr. Holliday. How you been doing this week? Oh, I've been just raging for the Lord, having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. Yes. Uh, for those of you um, who don't know Dr. Pat Holliday, I'd be surprised because she's a great friend of Omega Man Radio, and uh, she's one of the most prolific writers in the area of deliverance and miracle healing that I've ever seen. Uh, I don't know when you sleep, Dr. Holliday. I mean, you're writing Not so much. much. <laughs> In between Not that much. and your shows. Yes. Absolutely. So we have another friend on tonight. Would you like to go ahead and introduce him? Yeah, this is uh, Marshall Perot. He's a good friend of mine. And uh, the impressive part of Marshall is his knowledge and grasp and study of the Word of God. He's really a Bible man. And uh, he's just a great prayer warrior. He calls me every now and then and prays for me, and God always answers his prayers. And I just highly respect Marshall, uh, mostly because he loves the Lord so much. Marshall, what have you got to say for yourself? (laughs) I'm just so grateful for the blood of Jesus that even while I was lost, he decided to bleed and die for me and, and, and... how can the creator of heaven and earth, who spoke the galaxies into being, shed his blood for a created being? I just, I'm just so overwhelmed with gratitude, I don't know what else to say. Amen. <laughs> Bruce? Yes, ma'am. Uh, uh, D- Dr. Holliday, I'm going to go ahead and give you the mic. We've got so much to talk about, and I'm here to learn tonight. Uh, so oh, okay. let me turn it over to you. All right. Well, you know... Uh, Marshall and I were talking before the uh, program, and uh, I was telling him that in the deliverance ministry, we have such a hard time getting people to submit to get off of the psychotropic drugs. And uh, Marshall is, uh, is also a trained nurse, and so uh, I'm sure he's going to have some good input for this program. But uh, it's my understanding that the basis for these drugs are uh, are consisting of um, cocaine, LSD, some of them, some of them heroin. And uh, when these young people are prescribed by doctors to take these drugs, uh, because a, dro- a doctor prescribes them, uh, you can't get them to get off of them because they think, it, well, it's a prescription drug and it won't hurt me. Yes. So as a nurse, I want to ask uh, Marshall, 
what does he think about that? Because he's worked in this field. Um, well, I know that um, the psych- psychiatric type drugs, the psychotropic drugs, um, are kind of uh, well. It's sort of a a chemical band aid that it's it's easier for people to use than a straitjacket or than electric shock therapy, which is is no longer in vogue. And um, but you know, if you ever look at if you ever read the books about how they work, it always says mechanism unknown. They don't really know quite how these work. In detail, they have a rough idea that some of them control epinephrine, norepinephrine, dopamine. They they they, they control the the hormones to a certain degree, um, but they don't get to the root cause of why people's hormones are out of balance in the first place. Um, they're they're just there to try and manage people and basically to dumb them down, so they they can't even think uh, their own thoughts clearly anymore, and that's what's really sad. And some of the drugs. We used to joke about it, and I worked in the emergency room for a while. Um, uh, Haldol, which is vitamin H, we call it. it isn't H. There's no such thing. But Haldol is a particular drug that helps people that are having what we thought were delusions uh, sort of snap out of it. And um, But if people take that on a long-term basis, um, every one of these drugs, they have side effects. And some of them have absolutely devastating side effects. Um, and, and Haldol has one called tardive dyskinesia, which causes the person to constantly keep sticking his tongue out of his mouth, make these funny uh, motions with his mouth. And um, you know, it's you know, besides being a little unpleasant to the uh, to the eye, some of them have much more, you know, some of the ones for depression. I mean, you know, people take these things like they're taking candy, uh, like Prozac and Zoloft and all of these, and and they're supposedly there to help people with depression. But if, if a man's having a bad relationship with his wife and he starts taking these things, it completely eliminates the sex drive. Um, and, and if he was having a bad relationship before, he's going to have a worse relationship when he's on these things. And a lot of them cause people, um, one of the side effects for a lot of these is suicide, which is not a very healthy side effect. Wow. Mm-hmm. And and so do, don't you think that uh, demons uh, are certainly involved in these things? Well, most psychiatric illness, which I didn't know when I was working, you know, full time as a nurse, um, I, I had no real understanding of the spirit world back then. Um, but yes, there, there are demons; they are real. And uh, I mean, here's here's a, just prime examples. I mean, you know, I, I dealt as a paramedic before and as a nurse, people having epilepsy, and and yes, people take Dilantin and and all these drugs, and they think they help with epilepsy. But, you know, what's really amazing to me is if somebody comes and seeks the Lord's help um, and, um, and, and they cast out the demons, like dumb and deaf spirit or whatever, that causes um, what we call epilepsy, um, if, if people do this in sincerity and they're really pressing in to know the Lord and you know, they're not going back into the world, they, they remain uh, free of epilepsy and they don't need any more drugs. The, the, the tricky thing is... Um, People are always told with these drugs that they're on, you know, that, that are maintenance-type drugs, whether it's for psychiatric illness, for epilepsy, or whatever it is, that you, you need. In fact, I told people for, de- for years, decades, a long time, don't ever stop your drugs cold turkey, and which is probably still a good advice, but you do need to learn how to wean off of them when you know, you, you know uh, you're pressing into the Lord, you don't need them as much. But you, you can never advise somebody to just stop them cold turkey. I don't think it would be uh, prudent to do that. But I, I just heard about a man uh, last night. My pastor was saying they brought a young boy in. He was having epileptic seizures every day. 
and they were desperate, and they, they brought him to him, and he just cast out the spirit causing epilepsy, and he didn't hear for 20 years that that boy never had another, another epileptic seizure after that. I mean, wow. it was gone. So it was definitely caused by a demon. Mm-hmm. And so these uh, supernatural forces that come in from the drugs, it, you, you really cannot get a person free if they get strung out on drugs. Uh, street drugs, they have to give them up. Uh, these drugs, they have to give them up. But what I remember so well was back in the 70s, uh, whenever the kids started leaving their homes and uh, they went out on drugs. Uh, a lot of them ended up out in California, uh, Ashbury Heights. And uh, back in those days, uh, they were looking for God because they saw so much hypocrisy in their family lives. You know, mother and father going to church on Sunday and then drinking on uh, the rest of the week and all kinds of things. So they went looking for God and uh, found drugs. And then after they found drugs, they found uh, Eastern religion. And uh, there was a lady that uh, lived out there on the beach, and she used to see these young people. And the young people, she started cooking in her backyard and feeding them. And some of their teeth had started falling out because of the drugs and the lifestyle. Well, making a long story short, uh, she started getting these kids uh, converted. And uh, the charismatic movement came out of this uh, little lady feeding people that were on drugs out in California. And, and they were known as the Jesus people. And uh, back in those days, uh, I came into the charismatic movement. Some of the most wonderful music that you've ever heard came out of that time. I'm talking about Christian music. But what I'm getting at, uh, Marshall and uh, Omega Man, is that God was able to stab through that darkness with those kids and get them off of that drug and get them into the kingdom. And a great movement of God came not only to America, but all over the world. But now, when they're coming into us, and I've been in deliverance for 35 years, we're having problems getting these kids off the drugs. They don't want to get off the prescription drugs. What do you say about that, Marshall? Well, if they find out who Jesus really is, and that you know he really is to put it really simply god that came with skin on <laughs> without controversy great is the mystery of godliness god was manifest in the flesh like it says in as it first timothy 3:16 so god came in in the flesh he came, he was real in the beginning was the word the word was with god the word was god and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory the glory is of the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth if they see the lord if they know he's the visible representation of the invisible God, if they see Jesus for who he is, he's the one who spoke the galaxies into being, he's the one who knows all the inner workings of their bodies, he, he knows what they're thinking every moment. And he's thinking about every single person on this planet, everybody who's listening to this show, he's, he's thinking about each and every one of them. He knows what you're thinking right now, and he's real. If they find yes. out who he is, 
and that he's worth, he's more important than, than their own opinions about things, then, they, then they, they can start to get their, their mind lined up with his mind. You know, um, Psalm 23 is wonderful, but he restored my soul. Because my soul needed to be restored, just like everybody else's. You know, I, mm-hmm. I was, you know, I, I was not born sinless, like some people might think they are. But I, I had some serious <laughs> problems, and and he restored my soul. And there's a wonderful scripture in Ephesians: "Be renewed in the spirit of your mind." They can't be renewed in the spirit of their mind until they're washed in the water of the Word. And when they find out who the Lord is, then they be willing, maybe under the super, you know, supervision of their doctor. Um, to go back to their doctor and say, you know, I'm feeling better. You can, now, I'd like to cut back on these prescriptions. You know, I, I'd like I still see you and, and all of that. You know, you're not going to lose out on your money. Don't worry about it. But, but I'd like to cut back on these a little bit and, um, and, and see how I'm doing. And if, if you approach the doctor gently and you're pressing into the Lord at the same time, because you, you don't just do this, you know, as a whim, just a fad or something. You know, I heard this on a radio show. It seems like a great idea. No, you need to do this because you, you, you believe in your heart <clears throat> that this is what the Lord wants you to do. And then I think, I think once they've tasted and seen that the Lord is good, and he really is, then, yes. th- th- then all this other stuff, you know, I mean, you know, if, if, if you've had a really good something to eat, whatever it is, whatever you, thing that you hanker for, a really good dessert or something, then, then the piece of sawdust that you were chewing on before isn't so tasty anymore. You know? mm-hmm. but th- there are a lot of people who are getting by on sawdust right now, and, um, and they're actually just destroying their own houses, and they don't know it. You know, mm-hmm. they, 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 they think they're doing what's right, and they may be in the eyes of the world doing what's right, but it may not be what the Lord's perfect plan is for their for their life is. Mm-hmm. You know the way I see this, uh, Marshall and Doctor Pat Holiday, is that the uh, medical establishment gives these uh, psychotropic drugs out uh, to people because you know again they don't understand that there's a spiritual element to this that these are actually uh, demonic spirits in many cases that are attacking these people. That's no, why these I, people I, come to them for help and. Yeah. You know, uh, when you take these drugs, folks, it drops your hedge of protection. And uh, you just go deeper and deeper until um, these demons trigger you for suicide in many cases. Or let's let's roll back the clock and look at Columbine. Look at all these school shootings that we used to have. Mm-hmm. And I understand that you could find a uh, a common denominator. They were all taking psychotropic drugs. Right. And then one day, these uh, demons activated them, depression, suicide, and they go on killing sprees. Uh, how many children out there are being treated for ADD? Because the parents say, well, my child's hyper. So they give them drugs, and then they go around in a, a stupor. Um, I think it's a travesty. And, uh, you know, at best, you know, you don't, uh, you're not all you, you can be. Um, or you don't get the deliverance that you need that was causing the problem to begin with. But in worst-case scenario, uh, we can have things happen like it happened with Heath Ledger. What do you all think about OxyContin that he was taking? And, uh, you know, he mixed a couple of those and he died right after, you know, right after he made the Batman movie, for example. Mm, mm. Yeah. Well, there's so many, there's so many rock stars that, uh, that die before they're 50 years old because of uh, drug overdoses. I personally have ministered to several rock stars, uh, Leon Wilkerson uh, from the Grateful oh, yeah. Dead uh, came through our ministry some years back, 
And uh, Leon, his story was so interesting because he was in the plane wreck when uh, that band went down. Leonard Skinner, correct? Leonard Skinner, yeah. Yes. And, and they took him to the hospital, and he kept dying and coming back, dying and coming back. And later on, uh, he was uh, doing uh, his music, and a nurse came up. And she said, uh, Leon, she says, you don't know me, but I know you. She said, I was your nurse when you were in the hospital, and you kept dying and coming back. But the Lord spoke to me, and every time you would die, he'd tell me to lay my hands on you and pray for you. And I did, and you would come back. Well, Leon lived on to to uh, become a born-again Christian. And he was very, very sincere about uh, being a Christian. And uh, so there's so many of them, though, uh, that uh, never, ever get an opportunity to find Christ. And the messages that are going out into the uh, churches today are so weak uh, that it seems like we're not really getting the harvest that we need to get. And uh, before the show, I was talking to a marshal about revival, and he'll tell you a little bit about it, but he has a group in his church that's been meeting for several years, praying for the church and for the country, and we've had a church uh, group in our church been praying for revival, and uh, so I think that the key to this whole thing is revival coming from the prayers from the church. And I'm going to let uh, Marshall talk to you about that for just a second, about your meeting and your church, Marshall. Um, is he there? I'm still here. Can you hear me? No. Okay. Okay. Um, well, it. I guess the Lord put it on our hearts to, to, to press in and, and pray for revival in the church and basically a great awakening. It, it's happened before. Uh, you know, we've heard other testimonies about how the Lord has shown up when people are hungry and people are desperate, whether it was in the uh, Scottish Islands and the Hebrides or in Fiji and different places. Uh, when, when people call on the Lord, he answers if they're sincere because he knows our hearts. And you know, only, he says, if two or three gather together in my name, there I am. And so, you know, we take him at his word, and and this country needs help. <laughs> I mean, I need help, but I mean, everybody in this country needs the Lord, and he's he is our life. It says Christ is our life, and we don't know how true that is, but um, there was a time when we were interceding for this uh, for this country um, oh, a couple of months ago, and uh, there was a we had a bit of a breakthrough, and I think it came from a a revelation that one of the church members had as, as he's been pressing in for years to know the Lord better. And it goes along this line, that if, if you want to pray in the power of the Spirit, first of all, you need to take responsibility, repent and renounce for all sins, all in generational iniquities. If you have a perfect hatred for all sin, whether it's pride or rebellion, stubbornness, doubt, unbelief, lawfulness, every, every ungodly spirit you come out of agreement with, the fornication, all the obvious ones, drunkenness, all these things, including witchcraft. And by the way, the word witchcraft, I just want a quick aside on that one. In, in Galatians 5.20, it uses the word witchcraft in the King James Bible. And that word is really 
uh, comes from uh, the word we get pharmacy from, or pharmakia, sorcery and witchcraft. It's it's a mind-altering type of thing when people try to control people against their wills. And that's what some of these drugs do. They control people against their own wills. But anyway, when people repent for all sins um, and then receive the blood of Jesus, and of course the best way to do that, I believe, is communion, because that's what the Lord gave us. He, that way we can see the elements, because we, we're people in physical bodies, and we're used to dealing with you know, touching and seeing and feeling and tasting. And, but, but as we receive the blood of Jesus to the ground of our heart, because we have to believe in his blood, that's how it says in, in uh, Romans 5, 25, that's how Father God set Jesus forth. He was put on that tree, like on a candlestick. He's put on that tree. He said, look to me and be saved. So we look to him because he paid the price for each one of us. He Amen. took all of the punishment, yes. every one of us. Cursed is every man that hangeth on the tree. He took the curses so that we could receive his cup of blessing. He drank the cup of cursing so that we can receive the cup of blessing. And when we do that, then we ask for the fullness of the Holy Spirit to come in Jesus' name. Ask the Father for the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit shows up. Because apart from, apart from the Lord, we can do nothing. You know, He's the vine, we're the branches. We have to remain connected to Him. And that's one of the ways He gave us. Reading His Word is definitely one of them. But, but, but the communion is not just a ritual. It's the way the Lord Himself gave us to remain connected, to have koinonia, fellowship with the Godhead. And we do. And we, it's awesome. And, and the Lord showed up. He was in a tangible presence. We felt his presence. And we interceded for this nation. And we said, Father, Father, in Jesus' name, forgive them. We prayed for our leaders. We say, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And just as Jesus sprinkled us, washed us in his blood, because he loves us, like it says in, in Revelation 1.5, he loves each one of us. He washed us in his own blood. But we have to appropriate that personally and make it real for us. He did it for all of us, but, but, but we have to accept it. So as many as received him, to them gave you power to become the sons of God. Well, once you receive him, you have real power, power to be a joint heir with the Lord Jesus. And then you can say, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And we sprinkle the blood by faith. We say, by the, by the blood of Jesus sent forth, Father, send the Holy Spirit. Because it says, no man cometh to the Lord Jesus, save you, draw them. So we say, Father, draw all those in leadership and those influencing those in leadership. And not just in the political arena, but yes, in the political arena. And yes, in the church. And, and yes, in corporations, and yes, in colleges and universities, and all places, of, and yes, heads of households even. Father, draw each one of them to the Lord Jesus by the power of your Spirit, because we all need to be drawn. And if the Father gives us to the Lord Jesus, he will not lose any of us. He'll raise us up at that last day, and that last day is coming sooner than any of us think. Isn't that wonderful? Praise God. I, I tell you, it's so wonderful to hear uh, you know, Marshall doesn't consider himself a preacher, I can tell you. But uh, just listening to him, you're listening to a man that is full of the Word of God. He spends a lot of his time reading the Word. He lives the Word. He loves the Word. But Jesus and is the Word. He is the Word. Yes, he is. And That's it's what just he said. marvelous, though. And see, what we're after is to multiply Marshall's. Marshall no, no, no. type. They want to people. multiply Jesus. Yeah. Well, we, I, I, they, we they'll see get. Jesus. Fix our eyes on Jesus. Don't fix our eyes on Marshall or Pat or anybody else. We'll well, fix well, our what eyes I on mean Jesus. by that, Marshall, is people like you, filled with the Word, excited about Jesus, people going after Jesus with all of their hearts. And I, I tell you, it's just marvelous to. Uh, 
to hear you talk about Jesus because there's so much uh, error and so much darkness. But I believe that God is going to awaken this nation. And there's people like your group and my group and other groups all over the country. And I believe that God is hearing our prayers. He's awakening our nation to the reality that Jesus is real. And uh, he's awakening our uh, our uh, ideas of the fact that there's so much darkness, and particularly among the young people. Mm-hmm. You know, in my town, we have many big churches here. And what they do with the young people is that they open up the church doors and they invite these young rock bands in. Many of these uh, kids don't know anything at all about the the Word of God. And you can uh, ride by one of these churches that's having a rock concert, and, and for blocks, kids are lined up waiting to get in there. And see, the only thing that's going to break that down, that they're going to line up to see Jesus, is the intercession of prayer and the uh, knowledge that these kids are in grave darkness. And they know so much more than we knew at their age. And when we used to go to church, we used to learn the Bible. When they go to church, they learn who the greatest uh, uh, Christian karate group is, or the greatest uh, rock band is, or they go to dance and they uh, bash each other and do all of these worldly things. The the United States is, is in a lot of darkness because people have gone away from God. And I just give God the glory for the uh, people that are spending time in intercessory prayer and people that believe the Word so that it comes forth so excited as uh, Marshall just gave it to us because... I think we need to return to the roots of the Christian faith. And, of course, that's Jesus, Jesus crucified. But at the same time, it's the truth of his word. Praise you, God. What do you say about that, brother? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Marshall, let me get your last name correct. Uh, what is your last name? It's Perot. Perot. And are you a registered nurse? Yes, I am. Okay. Folks, if you're just tuning in, uh, you're listening to Omega Man Radio Network. We've got registered nurse Marshall Perot, and we've got Dr. Pat Holliday on tonight. And if you have a question for Dr. Pat or Marshall, we're going to open up the lines. In fact, um, Doctor, I probably need to go ahead and we need to start taking some calls. We've got our switchboard lighting up like a Christmas board. <laughs> you must have hit on something that the well, people want to ask. it's the Lord. <laughs> Praise God. Let's go to our first caller. Caller, you're on the air on the Mega Man Radio Show. What is your name? Hello? Yes. Uh, it's me, it's Johnny, from New York. Pastor, oh, Pastor Johnny Oba, how are you tonight? I'm great, how are you? Doing great. Uh, you're on the air with uh, Marshall Pro and Dr. Pat Holliday. How are you tonight? I'm good? doing good. I'm doing amazing. And, uh, you know, just listening to the show, and I was actually trying to get on here. My phone wasn't working, but I finally got uh, able through, uh, and... Uh, you know, uh, I spoke to uh, Omega before today, and I invited me to, to call in tonight. And uh, just listening to uh, Dr. Pat and Marshall, I mean, it's incredible that, uh, and it's very encouraging uh, when, when people think alike in the same mindset. And when uh, Marshall was talking about when two or three gathered in his name, 
and uh, he's right there in the midst. It, 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 the thing that came to my head right away, I felt this got put on my heart, was what would this world be if Christians just really, actually believed the Word of God? Amen. I mean, if, if they really believed it, if they read it and did exactly what it told them to do, and believed it with all their heart, how different this nation could be right now? Well, it would be like it used to be. I remember, see, I'm not a young person anymore, but I remember coming up in a nation where every Sunday people were in churches. They were preaching out of the King James Version of the Bible. Uh, The preachers were uh, in love with Jesus, and they were evangelistic, not only for our own nation, but for the nations of the world. And now, in many of your big mega churches, uh, it's all about entertainment, it's all about dancing, it's all about how much money we can get out of you. Uh, they're even charging people to come to their conferences. It's and it's just such a shame, you know, because the gospel is not about money, and it's not about things, it's about Jesus. And if we can get centered on Jesus, and we do our radio programs about Jesus instead of things, I believe we can have a revival in this country. Praise God. Praise God. It's like the new thing these days is uh, we get like a Christian newspaper over here that gets delivered to the churches, and uh, you flip it open. It's like the new wave of raising money is everybody's uh, anniversary conference, 30 years of ministry, 20 years of ministry, all these ministries come in and just give this church a ton of money. Like it's a big uh, like mafioso type of uh, birthday party or something like that. Um, it, it, it's unbelievable with what's going on, and, and, and the word revival has struck my heart over the last eight months, and God is doing an amazing work. I'm from Long Island, New York, uh, over here, and uh, God is doing an amazing work. And just so you know, too, an amazing work with the young generation. Um, we, we run these seminars called the Elijah Challenge Seminar, and uh, it talks about the, how uh, the church should stop being on the defensive and stop being on the offensive and, and with boldness and with authority and with God's power. Uh, not, just the, not just for the bread giver. I mean, not just for the bread, but for the bread giver. That all these miracles are taking place so people could fall in love with Jesus all over again. And we've been having 15, 16, 17-year-olds on the streets. Mm-hmm. And uh, God is using these kids. Hundreds of people are getting saved. Miracles are taking place all over the place, but the most important part is they're getting planted in the church and discipled by godly men and women. And uh, it is just an incredible, incredible thing that's going on here. And God has opened the door in one of the towns over here with an amazing pastor, uh, Pastor Sal and uh, Pastor Dan Termini. They have an amazing church um, that is just about to explode with revival in this town. And uh, it is is unbelievable. I'm just, I get so overjoyed with what God is doing in these kids and how how we got 16-year-old kids prophesying over 50-year-old men and, 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 and tears run down their face and them just giving their hearts to the Lord. It's just an honor to be with them and honor to be in this move with them. Well, you see, you see, Brother Perot, the prayers that we've been praying these years are beginning to explode. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, you know, rather than the uh, kids being uh, doped up on these psychotropic drugs, and uh, I would much rather them see them, them <laughs> off of them and on fire for the Lord. And I, I, Amen. And I think that well, uh, I believe that the revival is going to come through the young people. It came through the young people in the seventies, 
and uh, they were vibrant, they were lively, uh, they brought their talents into the, uh, into the uh, body, and they revived some of the older people that were sort of stuck in their own ways. And God just took that revival all over the world. And that's what we're all believing for, is for Jesus to um, return soon. But he's not coming back for a dirty bride. He's coming back for a clean bride and a submitted bride to his glory. And that's what I'm interested in, is uh, a great uh, revival for our Lord Jesus Christ, because that's what I live for. I know that you guys all live for that same thing. Amen. Amen. That's what it should be about. Uh, and if you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. We've got Dr. Pat Holliday on the phone tonight. We've got uh, Marshall Perot, a registered nurse, giving us a insight on uh, the effects of drugs on people and how it will open up the gateway to the demonic many times. Uh, and speaking of the demonic, uh, Brother Over, I had you calling for a specific reason tonight. And uh, while I have Dr. Pat on the uh, the line, we need her to diagnose this. <laughs> uh, would you um, give us briefly uh, your experience yesterday with some of these uh, demonic spirits that manifested uh, in a lady? Uh, uh, yeah, this is... Uh, um, I'm... Uh, I, I am ordained as a pastor, um, and moving into the evangelist side of my ministry here. Um, and over the last couple of weeks, uh, as I've been laying my life down for the cause of Christ and really just being obedient the best that I possibly can, and, um, you know, in my mind there's ways of have been slipping, but I mean really bearing down, and Satan has just put an all-out complete attack on myself and my wife and, uh, and, and the rest of the ministry and stuff. So anyway, all these things just start happening. And uh, uh, two days ago, I was in uh, work. I worked part-time as a, a mailman, a letter carrier. And I'm, I'm, putting, I'm in um, a, uh, like an elderly uh, complex facility for uh, 55 and older. I'm on the second floor, and I got the boxes there. And I'm, I'm putting the mail in the boxes, and this woman is looking at me. Uh, and uh, I'm 25 years old. I got some tattoos on my arm. And uh, she looks at one of my tattoos, and she points to it. And all of a sudden, her face gets real dark, and her face scrunches up really, really hard. Now, the tattoo is... It's all the names of Jesus Christ in the, Christ in the Greek and Hebrew that wrap around my arm. Mm-hmm. And, and she all of a sudden just like gets up and she's pointing. I'm like, oh, these are the names of Jesus. And I'm telling her that these are the names of Jesus Christ. And she just completely slips out and starts yelling this word, Shakima, Shakima. Mm-hmm. And she's putting her hand towards me going, Shakima, Shakima, Shakima. And I'm laughing in the middle and going, Shakima. And I'm like, oh, man, I just turn around like the blood of Jesus Christ flowing my life. Uh, I repent those words. I, 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 I take them away, just cast them away from the gods in the back to her. I don't, I'm not receiving this. And I just start praying, praying. I run down uh, stairs and I grab my phone. I got one of those iPhones where I can get on the internet. So I'm trying to type in this word. I thought she said either Shakama or, or this and that. It actually came up Shakama, S-H-A-K-T-A-M-A. And the first website popped up, uh, had the word there with like a kind of a definition. So I clicked it to open up to read it. And it said it was a, uh, it was a Kundalini curse word. That they used to curse Christians with in the late 1800s, the Hindus used to curse Christians with the word Shaktima in, uh, in the late 1800s. And I was, I was like, what? She was going nuts. I thought her head was going to spin around on her shoulders. She was like really manifesting out. And I actually got in the car and I just prayed again. I just thanked God that Satan is not scared right now. 
because uh, he's getting yes. it. <laughs> well, uh, now, whenever a Christian comes in a, under attack, uh, you know, our power is superior, is superior than their power. But there is a thing that we call spiritual warfare. And every Christian has to do defensive warfare. The Bible was written for Christians. It was not written for the people in the world. And so uh, the Bible uh, tells us whatsoever we shall bind on earth shall be bound on uh, earth and heaven. And so defensive warfare is that you speak the word to uh, nullify what she has said. Uh, In other words, words are very, very, very powerful. And that's why Christians have to watch what they say about themselves or to other people because words are living. And there are either words from God or words from the devil. So when she spoke that word over you, you need to rise up and cancel, cancel the word. And you just say, I bind those words up in the name of Jesus and uh, rebuke them in Jesus' name. Because words will follow you and try to find an open door to take some sort of dominion over you. If you don't cancel them, if you don't bind them, they will just go on and on until it finds some little way that it can do something. So did you do that? Did you bind that up? Well, I didn't uh, like. I didn't say I bind that word up. I just pray the blood of Christ over me and and and, well, and send the word back. So I mean, well, yeah, that's just... enough because uh, the the blood of Jesus is very, very powerful. And uh, I was talking to Marshall before the show, and he had something interesting to say about the blood of Jesus. Marshall, do you remember that? Well, there's a lot about the blood. I'm not sure what you're referring to. Well, you were talking about the young man in your prayer meeting, and uh, he was talking about the blood, how he... Well, uh, well that's, you know, if, if, you want, if you want the Holy Spirit to manifest through you, you have to make sure you're as clean as you can get, so you repent of all sins, and you receive the blood. He does it by faith, you know, and, and if you read in Romans 5.25, it says that the Father set him forth as a propitiation or a substitutionary sacrifice for everything we've done wrong. So we need to, but it's by faith in the blood. It talks by faith. Mm-hmm. I, I talked to a, a, a pastor. He's not that young. He's in his late 50s, and he's a graduate of a Bible school. And I said, by the way, what's your faith in? You know, it says without faith it's impossible to please God. And, 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 and we want to please him because we're created by him and for him and for his good pleasure, like it says in Revelation. I mean, that's why we're all here. A lot of us don't know that. We think we're here for our own pleasure. No, we're here for his pleasure. He's the creator. And, and, and he, he created everything, visible and invisible. He, he created invisible things. Amen. which It's in the book. Um, it's in, I think, Colossians. But the, the thing is, once, once you have faith in the blood, and you think about this, that Jesus Christ came as a man. And it's well documented. You know, I mean, th- this is not just, you know, wishful thinking. People know that he came as a human being. Some people just think he was a good teacher or a prophet or something, but no, he was a lot more than that. 
But if he was willing, it said he, he laid down his life. If he was willing to give up his life, it says the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I've given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul, it says in Leviticus. So if he gave us his blood, I don't think he gave it just as, a, as an aside, you know, because, well, you know, you sign on a membership card and that's what gets you to heaven, or you do lots of good deeds and that's what gets you to heaven or something. Mm-hmm. No, he gave us his blood because it was absolutely essential. And we have to have faith in the blood. Like I asked this pastor, I said, what's your faith? And he had no response. I was dumbfounded. Mm-hmm. This man who graduated from Bible school, well, what's your faith? And I thought he was going to say the word or in the name of Jesus or something. And they're mm-hmm. in the book, too. But, but the name of Jesus, he said, I am that I he said before Abraham was, I am. And, you know, mm-hmm. when they put their blood, uh, the, the Israelites put the blood on the lintel and posts, mm-hmm. they wrote it, actually, that's the Hebrew name of I am. Mm-hmm. The, fifth, wow. the, the fifth letter of the Hebrew alphabet is hey, and it's shaped like a door. Jesus said, I am the door. He mm-hmm. is the only way to the Father. You know, there are, there are many names out there, but there's no other name given to, to men under heaven by which we must be saved. But the name, the name above all names. And so you have to go in through that door, which is the blood. And that's the mm-hmm. only way you come into the holiest of all, to have mm-hmm. fellowship with the, in, in the Godhead. Mm-hmm. But this brother, this brother's gotten revelation by the Holy Spirit, just as Peter got revelation. You know, that you, you're not just John the Baptist or one of the prophets or something. You are the son of the living God. And he said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father, which is in heaven. We need to get revelation by by the Holy Spirit. And this mm-hmm. brother got revelation by the Holy Spirit that we need the faith in the blood. And by faith Amen. in that blood, then, as you're repentant of sins, you have faith in the blood, you, you receive the blood to the ground of your heart. You know, there's a lot of people who believe in their heads, but they don't believe in their hearts. It, right. says, it says in the book, it says in, in Romans um, chapter 10, the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise, right? Faith speaks. Faith has a voice. You have to speak your faith. The righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, Jesus is Lord. And believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You'll be sozo. You'll be saved, healed, delivered, preserved, and made whole. But you have to believe in your heart. And you don't just believe that just hearing it one time or something. I mean... Maybe you can. I don't know. God, God can do amazing things. He got, he got through to Saul of Tarsus, who became Paul, powerfully when he revealed himself you know, as this light brighter than the noonday sun. And, Je- and he said he saw Jesus, but he only saw light. Jesus is the light who's coming into the world. A lot of people think of Jesus just as a man, but he is God who came Amen. in the flesh. Amen. Amen. And, and he is not just flesh. He is flesh and blood. And, and, and anybody who says he's not, you know, they're obviously on the demonic side. But he came in the flesh, but he is God. And, and when you believe in your heart, then you can ask for the Holy Spirit. And when you have the Holy Spirit, oh, he is the comforter. But he also yeah. brings conviction. He says, Marshall, you, you've messed up. You know, you can't have a spirit of pride. No religious pride, no kind of pride at all. You know, I'm just like everybody else, a gorgeous hunk of dust that God happened to breathe his spirit into. And, and if he didn't breathe his spirit into me, I would just be a gorgeous hunk of dust. That just, you know, like. So, I mean, I, you know, we need 
we need to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, and then he can work with us. He can change us. He can mold us. He's the potter, we're the clay. Let him have his way with your life, and he can do great things because he doesn't make any junk. Well, now you know that's the truth, but speaking of the woman manifesting, you're going to be seeing things like that more and more because the darkness is out there. And whenever the light shines uh, and Jesus is in your heart, uh, what happens, light disperses the darkness. But it also, demons will manifest when a true uh, Christian with the anointing comes into their presence because they cannot stay hidden. And that's what happened to you. There's been several times that um, I've walked through uh, the market, you know, place, and I've had um, unseen things throwing uh, oranges and things like that at me as I just walked through the, uh, you know, the store. I've seen them uh, scatter cans on the floor. And, of course, you know, other people, they don't know what that is, but I know what that is. It's that when you come in the presence and you've got your heart is full of Jesus, they are fearful of Jesus. They're fearful, and they will manifest. And so I think that um, as the days go on, true, honest-to-God, blood-bought Christians are going to have clashes all the time with evil spirits. And you need to be submitted to God to the point that you do your defensive warfare. But at the same time, you need to stand up to them. It's like when Paul went to Mars. He goes into Mars, and there he sees all of the idolatry and the statues and He sees the uh, people in their lowest degenerate state. And the Bible describes Paul as being moved and stirred by the Spirit. Now, he was in uh, absolute darkness. And what he did is he stood up and he preached Jesus. And see, that is the secret of the revival that we're praying for, is that every preacher just starts preaching Jesus, Jesus crucified, and uh, that Jesus came for one purpose, and just as Marshall described, to save Marshall, to save Pat, to save you. Every person is important to Jesus. But you see, if you don't preach Jesus and you preach all of this other junk that's being preached all over the country, Grave darkness comes upon the church. People backslide, and when they backslide, what happens is the judgment of God falls upon the nation. And what we're living under right now, and I really do believe this, is America is living under the judgment of God because of the soul condition of the Christian church generally. And there's, there's little pieces of but there's little places uh, where we have people that are praying. Nobody knows who they are, but they're diligently praying for uh, the nation, for their families. 
And I remember several years ago, the Lord told me, he said, Pat, if I just saved the Christians' families, every Christian that truly served me, he said there would be the greatest revival that the world has ever seen. Well, you know, we have a prayer meeting, and our prayer meeting is very, very small. But if you put on a a hot dog or a, a... barbecue, the church will pack out. You see, people don't realize that whenever they go to prayer, that they actually go up and sit with Jesus in the heavenly places. He he says that he gives his power to us who believe in Ephesians 1, but in Ephesians 2 he says, and you sit in heavenly places. Now, there's no better place to be than sitting up in heavenly places with Jesus. And you see, the Christians that truly do understand the divine connection between them and Jesus, it just simply means one person in Jesus makes the majority. All of the devils in hell and on earth tremble when a true Christian goes up into their heavenly position with Jesus Christ because they will win every time. Amen. Amen to that. Uh, Brother Oba, I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Uh, go ahead and give out your website before you go. Hey, no problem. Uh, the website is www.armyforgod.com. Okay, that was Pastor Johnny Oba. Thank you for oh. coming on, Johnny. Thank you. Hey, Omega, ahead, thank bro. you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. I love you, bro, and I will. Uh, I guess I'll speak to you soon, Dr. Pat. And yes. uh, Marshall, it's a pleasure talking to you guys. And uh, I'm praying for you guys. Uh, my ministry over here is going to be praying for you guys. And uh, hopefully I'll be able to speak to you guys real soon. <laughs> thank God you. God bless you, Johnny. God bless, uh, God God bless you. Too. We're going to go right, to the a... next uh, caller. Okay, stand by. Uh, caller, you're on the air with Dr. Pat Holliday and Marshall Perot. How are you tonight? I'm just okay. fine. Yes. Um, you've been on hold for a while. We apologize for that. Um, what is your name? What is your uh, question tonight? That's all right. Um, my name is Kathy from um, Utah. Oh, hello, Kathy. Hi. I'm Hello, Dr. Pat, and hello, Bruce. It's really great to be on with you tonight. Amen. And what was your question, Kathy? Um, well, I actually just had, I had a testimony, and then... Um, I'm looking forward to prayer, um, you know, for everyone's deliverance and then just to continue to go deeper in um, healing and in my walk with the Lord. But um, I wanted to share an experience which I think would be edifying um, and helpful to a lot of uh, women out there uh, that are sitting in the church pews as well as out in the world that may have uh, maybe abortion survivors. Mm-hmm. Um, what I wanted to tell you was, um, I 40 years ago, uh, during the late 60s and early 70s, right before Roe v. Wade, um, oh, I listened to the lies of the enemy. I was a virgin until I was 20, and I was in college, and I was date raped by um, a young man that he gave me a Mickey or something along in my, uh, I had an alcoholic beverage, and he gave me something in my drink, and it knocked me out. I couldn't move. I couldn't resist, and I was in and out of 
uh, really being aware of what was going on. And I couldn't tell my parents. My grandpa was a pastor. I'd been raised in the church, and I loved Jesus. And I felt so guilty. Um, I listened to my friends, and I got a back alley abortion from a man who had been a medic in World War II. And my friends dropped me off there alone and then left me alone that night, and it was horrible. And um, But I did, I did live. And then I became promiscuous. I was looking for love um, and wanting to go deeper in relationships. I was also a three-pound preemie at birth and was in an isolate for six weeks. And I don't know if that had anything to do with that feeling of needing to be loved and wanting to be touched and everything and be closer to people. But I reached out to people instead of the Lord. And my message is, and then, okay, the second abortion, I went to Planned Parenthood in Kansas City, and rather than offering counseling and help for me to keep the baby uh, or give it up for adoption, they immediately put me in the pipeline for uh, an abortion and flew me to, at my expense, to New York City to an abortion mill um, right in uh, what was called a really good part of uh, New York City. And I was in with uh, a bunch of other uh, girls. And as we went through, I was feeling so bad and about ready to chicken out and leave and, and go back and try to find another answer. And they gave me a woman who they said was a counselor, and she sat there and said, oh, don't feel bad about it. I've had five abortions, and it's oh. no big deal. And so I went ahead and had that one. And then they also didn't tell me don't have um, any sexual relations for a while or you can get pregnant again. And even though I took birth control um, pills, I started on pills, but maybe I hadn't been on them too long or whatever, I don't know, but um, I found myself pregnant again. This time I went to a church for the pregnancy test. They had it open after hours for women in the community to come in and then they helped me get an abortion in D.C. I was living back at Virginia and teaching school at the time as a new, brand new elementary school teacher first year. And um, so at no point, whether I reached out to friends, Planned Parenthood, or a church and church leadership, did I receive counseling and help for um, what to do as an unwed mother and how I could uh, have help and go get the baby I couldn't go to my parents because my mother would, you know, go, oh, where have I failed and, you know, really get off like I'd done it to her, which I hadn't. Um, my message is that abortion hurts women, families, it murders the babies. It's not a quick fix, which is a lie from the pit of hell. It destroys lives and relationships lifelong. It causes mental, physical, and emotional and spiritual harm. And as Dr. Pat has said, it opens the door to... to uh, the demons and demonic uh, possession to come into your life, I believe, just like uh, the drugs and everything that you've been talking about. Mm -hmm. But um, I kept turning to men for deliverance and, and people in leadership in the church, at church, and they didn't want to touch it. They felt like it was too messy, you know, and don't talk about it. And, you know, we don't take care of that here. That's deeper than we can go. So um, I learned that Jesus was the only one that could offer hope. And it said in the Word, this always kept standing out to me, there's no condemnation nor guilt in Jesus. But Dr. Pat, what I didn't understand is as a young woman, and then later when I came back to the Lord as a mother, uh, and God did bless me and trust me with, to, with three babies 
to raise, and I have three fine sons. But um, when I, um, there was always guilt and condemnation from the church people, from pastors and leaders and congregations. Whenever I turned to members for help, trying to go deeper spiritually and trying to come clean because I still felt defiled and dirty inside like layers of an onion going deep. Um, they would, it would be like being wounded anew. And um, I forgave and everyone and I repented, but I still didn't feel like I could get clean and I didn't know what to do. So uh, in 2005, I went to President Bush's second inaugural. I thought he was a Christian and pro-life and I marched in the March for Life, and I went to a conference um, to uh, reverse Roe versus Wade, and I, I uh, stood on the steps of the Supreme Court in a televised press conference and spoke with Dr. Alveda King and released the blood of Jesus over our land because it's defiled, and his blood is the only thing that can cleanse it. Amen. And still inside, I was still wounded and bleeding. I gave a sworn affidavit and testimony to uphold the ban on partial birth abortion. Um, I told them that abortion hurts women, which the powers that be have tried to keep that message from getting out. But I knew I couldn't be silent anymore, so I became a leader for pro-life. And then in 2007, I still couldn't sleep all this 40 years, all this time. I couldn't sleep through the night. They were terrible nightmares. and and. Um, Sometimes I'd feel like there was something pressing on my chest and I was suffocating or I couldn't breathe and would be gasping for breath. So in 2007, in my living room, I was watching Christian TV and I just cried out to Jesus and I said, Lord, if you can't meet me now right here in my living room in Utah and and come and touch me and heal me and deliver me, I don't want to go on. I, I just can't play the game anymore. So... Right then, the minister that was on TV, this was a creative miracle I know from the Lord, said a lady named Kathy is being delivered from tormentors. She can't sleep and she's had three abortions. And so I just want to tell everyone, Jesus knows your heart cry and he hears and he heals and delivers. And he can touch you right where you are. He gives grace to the humble. He's so merciful. We are undone and naked before him. But if we'll repent and fall before him and call on him and seek him and ask him to cleanse us and wash us in his blood, he'll come right there and he'll do it. And so I just encourage everyone to know that what he did for me, you know, just just a, a woman who's always wanted to know the Lord but not sure I really knew him, that he'll do for them and more. And it's not just about his salvation, which is so wonderful in itself, but it's about eternal life. We're all in a spiritual battle, and it's all the battle is between God and Satan or Lucifer. And um, mm-hmm. the battle is for our very soul, and it's not only for the souls of the lost, but it's for the souls of the church that are really unchurched. Amen. Because they talk the talk, and they say they're good Christians, but where are they really? And also... I just want to testify that God is righteous and he's holy and he's good and he's merciful. But his, his holiness does require judgment. If we don't repent from our sins and truly turn away, we can't sit there in a church Sunday after Sunday and, be, and, and even know, you know, we're not saved. And I just look at the church of Leah 
And I say, okay, we really are in the end times because when you look at the words of the Lord in the seven letters to the seven churches, the church of the land of sins is not only lukewarm and rich, but they don't know that they're blind and they're naked and they're poor and they, they don't see it. Yes. And so, well, you, you know, know, Kathy. Part of it is we can't have revival. We, we, can, we can do the stuff. Well, you know, Kathy. Kathy. Uh-huh. Can't you hear me? Kathy, uh, one of the parts of your testimony that I think that the American church needs to really pray about and know is that when people come out of the world into a Christian church and they've been in real dark sin, uh, whether it's abortion, drugs, alcohol, whatever it is, they need deliverance. And what happens is, uh, many of your American pastors just give an altar call and say, just come on up and receive Jesus, and everything will be okay. And the person goes up to receive Jesus, and then for years they're tormented because the demons have not been driven out of them. And then whenever they start looking for help, uh, the pastors say, well... It's not a demon because Christians can't have demons. But the truth of it is, when a demon comes in uh, and is invited in, he has to be kicked out. Uh, Whenever Jesus ministered to Mary Magdalene, he didn't say, just come over here and believe on me, darling, and everything's going to be okay. He cast seven devils out of her. And then she was able to follow him for the rest of her life. And so your testimony that you just gave us shows us the torment that you went through for years, and it also shows uh, pastors that are listening and people that are listening the torment that they're going through because they never got free from their sin and from the demons that had tied themselves to their lives. In Africa, Bishop Kenko told us, whenever they go to his church, the very first thing they do, if they're new Christians, they come in, they lead them to the Lord, the next thing they do is he calls it killing their past. And they kill all the curses that have been released over their lives. And then uh, if they come out of deep witchcraft or whatever, they cast those devils out of them. And those Christians that go through that have a much better chance than people coming into the American church and uh, not getting free. And I believe that part of the problem of the church in our country is that it's filled up with religious spirits and it's filled up with uh, uh, people that are tormented like you were. And so you were a Christian. You knew you were a Christian. You were showing fruit of being a Christian by trying to do the things that you did. And so nobody could ever tell you that you were not a Christian. You were a Christian, and you were a Christian until you got delivered. But then after you got delivered, you were a free Christian. That's a wonderful testimony. Praise God. 
Kathy, we're going to have Dr. Pat and Marshall have a prayer for you, and then I'm going to take a short commercial break. Uh, Dr. Pat and Marshall, would you like to go ahead and lead in prayer for, with Kathy? Go ahead, Marshall. Father God, we thank you for our sister Kathy. We thank you for the great deliverance that you've begun, Father God. You've already done. His tremendous work you've already done. We thank you for meeting her. You know her heart, Father God. And Father God, we thank you, Father. We release her from all spirits of of ungodly guilt in Jesus' name. Every one of you foul spirits of of the demonic realm, we command you have nothing further to do with her in Jesus' name. For she's a blood-bought daughter of the Most High God. The Lord himself purchased her with his own blood. And we thank you, Father, for, for Kathy. We thank you, Father God, that he who began a good work in her is doing a great work and will continue to do a great work in her. So we continue to plead that blood of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth over Kathy in Jesus' name. And, Father, we ask you to send the Holy Spirit to minister to her heart, to her spirit, the way that you need. Now, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Ghost. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost who is given unto you. Receive the Holy Spirit in fullness, and do all that you were created to do from before the foundation of the world to the honor and glory of the Lord Jesus. Amen. And, Father, from her testimony, I can see that she was a leader before she ever received you, actually. But, God, in the name of Jesus, you had your hand upon Kathy before she was ever born. You knew her, and you called her for such a time as this. And there's so many women, God, in our country that are living through the tragedy and nightmares that she lives that she has lived in. And I ask you, God, to show her a spot where you can raise her up to minister to those hurting women that stand in the same position that she was in. We give you glory and praise that you delivered her and that you brought her uh, forward for such a time like this. We thank you, Jesus, that you saved her. But most of all, we thank you for her commitment, her love. Everything that she said shows absolute sold-out commitment to the cross. We give you glory and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Kathy, thank you for calling in tonight. May the Lord richly bless you for being brave and sharing your testimony. Well, I thank you, and I give God the glory that I know that his hand was in all of this tonight. And as an intercessor, I'll be praying for everyone um, that hears and for the show to reach untold millions. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. You're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. We've got Dr. Pat Holliday on tonight from Miracle Internet Church. And we've got uh, registered nurse, Marshall Perot on tonight. And we're talking about terrifying nightmares, supernatural beings, and psychoactive drugs. I'm going to go to a short break before we come in, come back for the second hour, give everybody a chance to uh, refuel their coffee, uh, stretch their legs a moment, and we'll be right back. And I've said before, if you want to find a lot of demons, go to church. <laughs> there you can be sure you'll find a bunch. They're roosting all over God's people. They're binding them down. They're choking them off. And somebody has to care because people are bound. And if it isn't the chosen of God, I don't know who's going to care. If it isn't those whom God has called out, if they don't care enough to lay their lives on the line, I don't know who's going to do it. 
the sad scripture says, I looked for a man and I found none. God looked for a man. He couldn't find anybody. Everybody was doing their own thing. God is calling a people to war, all-out war, a war in which no quarter is given or no quarter is asked. The order of the day remains, attack, attack, attack. That's God's marching order. Thank you for listening to Omega Man Radio. Our mission is to operate in the threefold ministry of Jesus Christ and take evangelism, deliverance from demons, and miracle healing to the world. If you would like to partner with us, you can support this work by donating any amount online at OmegaManRadio.com. Join us in an all-out attack against the hosts of hell. It's time to deliver a death blow to the enemy and take back territory for Jesus. Tell a friend and support Omega Man Radio. Okay, we're back uh, live. We've got Pastor Doc Holliday and Marshall Perot on the line. Dr. Holliday? Yes. You know, I'm excited about your radio program because I believe that it's a message for this day. You see, revival can't come with people confused and bound up uh, from their past the way Kathy explained her experience and uh, Jesus did step in there and and deliver her, but there's so many people that are bound. So many people need ministers that really do know that Jesus is just as powerful today as he ever was, and he's alive. And we can have a personal relationship with him. We can walk in his anointing and in his power uh, just any Christian can walk in the anointing and power of Jesus if they know Jesus. I, I remember when Pastor Dennis went over to Africa with me uh, to uh, Bishop Kenko's church. And uh, Pastor Dennis had never experienced uh, Jesus using him for a miracle. And uh, in that uh, meeting, we were sitting up on the platform, and the Lord spoke to me, and he said, tell Pastor Dennis if he'll go over and pray for that young man. He said, I'll do something. So uh, he goes over. Turns out the man has only two weeks to live. He's in his final stage of cancer. He was like... um, Oh, 67 pounds. They carried him into the meeting and put him on the front bench. And so uh, Pastor Dennis said to him, You know, uh, Jesus can heal you. Can I pray for you? And the man said, Yeah, sure. So he prayed for him. He says, Stand up. The man says, I can't stand up. He says, Stand up in the name of Jesus. So he stood up in the name of Jesus, and he says, take some walk with me. He said, I can't walk. He said, in the name of Jesus, walk with me. So he took one step, two step, and they got over to this place where you had to step down to get into the well of the church. He said, step down. He says, I can't step down. He says, in the name of Jesus, step down. The man stepped down. And the music was playing, the people were dancing, and all of a sudden, Pastor Dennis and that man started dancing. 
And the whole church just went insane because everybody in the church knew that man. And uh, so the next night, that man brought his entire family back to the meeting. And then the night after that, more people came to the meeting that knew that man in that village. And you see, people are looking for the reality of Jesus. They're looking for life. All of this stuff that's going on in the name of God uh, under the Kundalini snake devils is weird. It's not of God. And some of the biggest ministries in our country have involved themselves in it and have led people into the Kundalini anointing. And what happens is they bark like dogs. They squirm uh, around like snakes. They fall on the floor and crawl like snakes. They cluck like chickens. They howl at the moon. All sorts of weird manifestations. And have pastors standing up, I mean well-known pastors, standing up hollering, more God, more God, and God has absolutely nothing to do with that. Well, you see, the blasphemy of the Holy Ghost is simply attributing the power of God to that of the devil. And some of these people are standing just breaths before they die in blasphemy of the Holy Ghost. Whether they can repent or not, I don't know. But I know one thing. The Holy Ghost that I know isn't a voodoo person that makes people take on the characteristics of the God that they're worshiping. And he's not a ringmaster that entertains sick Christians. The Holy Ghost that I know is a God of power, of might, of anointing. The Holy Ghost that I know has a burden for the loss, a burden that Jesus died on the cross for the world. And yet, the people that are supposed to know him act like a bunch of freaks and are making a laughing stock out of our God. And so I believe that God is opening up to little groups of people right now that's going to burst forth with their prayers, with their anointings, with their power. And we're going to see Acts 2 come into existence. And Jesus said, the latter is greater than the former. And I look to the day when they come running up and grab us by our coattails and say, tell us about your God. And I know that they will tell us that because the Bible says that they'll do that. And if we'll stand our course, and if we'll study the Word of God, if we'll put Jesus Christ at the forefront of our lives, I believe we're going to see the glory of God. But I also believe that the church must clean itself before they can see that. Pastors, if you're listening to this, you seek God in prayer and fasting. You get in the Bible, the King James Version. Throw away those perverse Bibles. You get in there and you ask Jesus to show you how to cast out devils. 
one-third of the Lord's ministry was casting out devils. And you say that you're full gospel and you're not cleaning the sheep? You better examine yourself to see if you are of the faith. Because I believe God will have a bride, and he says it will be a bride without spot or wrinkle. And, of course, the way we get uh, our uh, spots and wrinkles removed is through the blood of Jesus. Return to the throne of Jesus. Return to the Bible. Return to the reality of his spirit and his blood. And you'll see him turn this world upside down. Praise God. Uh, you know, Dr. Pep and uh, Marshall, uh, we'll also see the healing power of God. I want to share a testimony with you. I'm sitting here listening to you on the radio. And I looked at my hands. And, folks, I want to tell you something. Past couple days, uh, my hand started to peel. I don't know what it was. The skin was peeling off my uh, finger uh, tips. It was coming off the sides of my finger. It was like, uh, you know, if you've uh, been messing around with some uh, very caustic chemicals, maybe bleaches, mm-hmm. maybe you've been on a lot of antibiotics, mm-hmm. you'll see these things start to happen. And I was thinking, well, I haven't been on any antibiotics, and I've been doing a little bit of cleaning, but uh, I don't think anything to cause this. And uh, it came to me that uh, this very well could be a demonic attack. So uh, it got really bad today. Even before the show, I was looking at my hands. I put a little bit of lotion on, but it just wasn't doing anything. And I said, God, have mercy. What's going on? And so uh, I said, I'm going to pray. It could be a demonic attack. So I took authority over it in the name of Jesus, and I bound the spirit of infirmity, and I bound any demonic spirits that would be causing this um, peeling of the hands. You know, if you don't know what the, uh, the name of the demon is behind it, then you'd mention its function. And as God is my witness, uh, since this program has been on, it is gone, 99% gone. I, I give praise. God the, the praise. I, I'm telling you, I'm looking at my hands, and I've seen a miracle take place tonight. And, Father, we just release miracles all over the country. And, and you know, I would like for Marshall to pray for the people uh, that their miracles, that they've tuned in this radio show tonight, that their miracles will start springing forth, and uh, they'll call in and give testimonies as well as the other people that will call in uh, just to uh, talk to us. Praise God. Marshall? Yes. Thank you, Father. We thank you, Father, for all your good and perfect gifts that come down from above, from you, Father of lights, with whom there's no variables nor shadow of turning Father, we thank you for the gift of faith, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it's the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Father, I ask that you give your gift of faith to all those listening, Father God, and all those connected and related to them, and every member of the body of Christ, Father God, your gift of faith, faith in your inerrant word, as we in the English language, we we know that's basically the King James Bible not some of these other twisted versions, Father God. We thank you for your word as it was originally inspired by your Holy Spirit, Father God. We thank you for your word that's forever settled in heaven. We thank you that you are a man that you cannot lie. Your word is sure. You're the opposite of Satan. He's the father of lies. And that's why he likes to put out twisted versions of the Bible. What a better way to to lead astray the sheep. We thank you, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for your inerrant word that we we can take to the bank. It's for sure. It's guaranteed because you cannot lie. We thank you, Father God, for the gift of faith in your blood. Jesus had faith in his blood. He knew that blood would clean me up. So that's why he was willing to pour it forth. 
Thank you, Father God, for the privilege of being a partaker of the divine nature, being able to drink in, being able to eat the Lord Jesus. He said, he that eateth me shall live by me. I eat you, Lord Jesus, I live by you. Everyone listening can feed on the word of God. For man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes down, every word that we receive from the Most High God. We receive Jesus, and he is life. We're born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you want faith, faith that can move mountains, and mountains can be political dynasties, but if you want real faith-moving, I mean mountain-moving faith, then what you need to do, what I need to do, and I'm speaking to myself, because I'm just a work in progress like the rest of us. I need to chew on Jesus. I need to chew on the word of God. And the way that is, you don't just read the word, and the King James, is, if you're speaking English, is the preferred version. You don't just read it, but you hear it out loud. If you read it to yourself, and then you can personalize it. You can personalize it. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world once you've received him. And it's true. And then, you know, things start to happen. And then you can pray for those. Yes. And, you know, Thank you, you can find out that his word is true. And you can find out that you can build yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. If you receive the baptism in the Spirit, then you receive an anointing to walk in the power of the Godhead. You, you receive the God working through you, you yes. that finger of God working through you. It's like, well, Jesus is in you. You're... You're basically a glove for the hand of Jesus to reach out. So when it says in the end of the Gospel of Mark, and I have to give a, I'll do that in a minute, but Father God, we just ask that you anoint your people to yes. do your works by the power of your Spirit, by giving them your faith, faith in your word, faith in your blood, faith in the name above all names, the name of the Lord Jesus, above the name of any human being or any created being, above the name of that fallen anointed cherub, above yes. the name of any created being. There are lots of people who have been deceived, and they think that the great Luciferian, whatever, you know, people are into Freemasonry and other occultic things. They think that that's what they just deceive, Father God. Deliver those people too, Father God. Their minds have been blinded by the God of this world. Father, deliver those people, Father God, right now in Jesus' name. Father, yes. ask that, that you take many people that have been led astray by the enemy, Father God, and you bring them into the light. Thank you, Father God, for translating us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of your marvelous light, the Lord Jesus, that light has come into the world. We thank you for the Holy Ghost, the oil beaten for light, Father God. We thank you for your spirit burning, dwelling in us, and, and, and that light coming forth, Father God, in Jesus' name. And I have to give a quick testimony. Father God, it is written in your word, Jesus said, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. Ask, and you shall receive that your joy may be full. And that's written in God's Word in John 16, 23 and 24. So we ask the Father in Jesus' name. You don't pray to Mary. That's, she's a nice lady. And yes, she did bring, you know, Miriam, actually in Hebrew. She's the lady who brought Jesus into the world. But Jesus said he'd rather that we do, he, he'd rather that, that, that we do what he tells us to do than, than to, to give honor and glory to his natural mother. Yes, yes, he, she, he, Jesus was born of a, of a natural woman. He, he was not just a spirit, but he was born of a natural woman. That's how he could reclaim this planet Yes, because, because we've gone so far astray. I had to give a quick testimony, just awesome testimony. I, I had just discovered that the King James says at the very end of the Gospel of Mark, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not harm them, they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. 
This doesn't say they might. They say they, these signs will follow those that believe. Well, if you're a believer, then then you're going to cast out devils. If you're a believer, you're going to lay hands on the sick, and they're going to recover. Not by your power. No, no, no. By the power of the Lord in you. You're just a glove for Jesus to work through. Well, I, I heard about uh, two recovered alcoholics that come that accepted Jesus. They were they were loving the Lord, and this this man came to them, and he had just accepted Jesus, but he was dying of cirrhosis of the liver, and and they he, he they came to these two men. They said, "Pray for me. I'm dying. You know, what can what can the Lord do for me?" And so they had one of these new translations, but fortunately. The people that made up one of these twisted versions, I don't know if it's the nearly inspired version or whichever one it was, but they read the footnote, and the footnote said, hey, this, this was in some of the, this was in this other version, the King James, you know, about, you know, they shall cast out devils, they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So they said, well, based, based on this footnote, they prayed for this man who had cirrhosis and was supposed to die soon. And you know what? The Lord honored that footnote that referred back to the King James. Isn't that Praise interesting? Because that man yes. recovered from cirrhosis of the liver. He was completely healed. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Well, you know, all over the country, people have been calling me that have gone into those other Bibles, and some of them have gotten demon-possessed from the Kundalini spirits, and others have been struck with the various uh, sicknesses and illnesses. And uh, I've been advising everybody to throw away those Bibles because there's no power in them. It's not the Word of God. And, you know, the power is in the Word of God. He says His Word will never pass away. And so if you're listening to this program... I advise you to throw those Bibles away, go get you King James if you can't find one in the Christian bookstores, and a lot of them are no longer carrying the King James because the Illuminatists have bought those Christian bookstores. Go to a second-hand store, go find you a King James Version, and ask the Holy Spirit to do his job, and what his job says in, in John 14, he's going to teach you all things. He will make that King James Version as easy for you to read as reading a, a primary uh, kindergarten textbook. So uh, if you want power in your life, Jesus and the Word will bring the anointing for miracles. Now, Father, we just lift up every single person that's listening to this program. And Father God, we take authority over every devil that has come to rob, kill, and steal. And Father, the women, the women that bought the lie of uh, having abortions and that it's just a blob and it's not alive, the Bible says that you knew Jeremiah in the womb. And the Bible shows that you knew us before the foundation of the world. And life is very important and precious to you, God, because you sent your son, Jesus, to die on the cross for all of our sins. And, Father, every woman that's had an abortion, that's going through torment, and there's many of you listening that have, you may have been saved for many years. Tonight is your night for freedom. Just say with me this. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm sorry that I had an abortion and killed my baby. 
I was in ignorance, but now I know the truth. And I ask you to forgive me of that sin and all of the sins that I committed after that. I ask you, Jesus, that you bind the spirit of murder that came into me and Jezebel and Antichrist and rebellion and every spirit that keeps me from enjoying your presence, reading your word, experiencing the reality of your Holy Ghost. I ask you, God, that you deliver me right now in Jesus' name. Now, you said that prayer. Just ask Jesus to come, be your personal Savior, because you've repented. You may have done it before, but just do it again. Say, Lord, come and live in my heart. Be my personal Savior. Forgive me of my sins. And now, Lord, help me to forgive myself. And I forgive the person that I had that baby with in Jesus' name. Now, I want you to just take a deep breath and start breathing those spirits out. I command those spirits to come out of every one of you in Jesus' name. I command you to go right into a cage instantly and immediately, right now, right now. That's right. Take deep breaths, deep breaths, and now cough. Cough all the way down to your stomach. And this is just to get your will acting with my will and the Lord's will so that those devils know that you mean business. They have to go instantly and immediately. And I forbid them to wretch you in any way. Out in the name of Jesus. That's right. That's right, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And Lord, those people that are on psychotropic drugs, are on street drugs, are on marijuana, or whatever it is that they're doing, God. You say this prayer, Lord, I want to be in your presence 100%. I want to know you. I want to know you by your spirit and your word. But I want to know the reality of your power. And tonight... I lift my life up to you, and I'm a broken person. But you came to save that which is lost. I ask you to forgive me tonight. Come and live in my heart, God. I ask you, God, to deliver me from the spirit of sorcery, drugs, rebellion, Ahab, Jezebel, every ungodly sorcery devil, craving every dependency, every interdependency, every driving spirit that is driving me to do these things. Loose my mind. I bind up Asmodeus and Osmodeus, uh, Abaddon, Apollyon, and Beelzebub, and I command all of these spirits right now to come out of you And go into that cage. Just take a deep breath. Deep breath. That's right. A deep breath. Let them come out right now, instantly. Amen. Amen. Dr. Holliday, we've got a couple in the chat room which are asking if you would also pray um, over any demonic spirits that came in through 
automatic writing and Reiki healing? Oh, yes. Those are familiar spirits, and uh, they come in and they take over your life. And at first, you think that you're messing with them or that they're they're under your subjection, but actually, they're controlling your mind. And eventually, they will control your whole body, your mind, your body, everything. So just say, Lord Jesus, I renounce the powers of witchcraft and the occult. I ask you to forgive me. I ask you right now that you drive the powers of witchcraft out of me. Reiki, automatic handwriting, uh, kundalini devils, I cut your tails off right now. You will loose yourself from the spine. Uh, Leviathan, I break your powers over the mind right now. You will loose and you will leave. And in the name of Jesus, I command every devil of control, all the familiar spirits, and that spirit that came in from witchcraft, you're done. All of these devils, you just come right out and you go right into the cage immediately. Immediately. Take a deep cough. If you feel nauseated, don't hold it back. Just let it come out. Because when it comes out, you'll be free. And Jesus, you are the deliverer. You are the deliverer. You came to set the captives free. You said, whosoever the Son shall set free shall be free indeed. And in Jesus' name, he's standing right in front of you right now. And just take deep coughs and get free right now. In Jesus' name. That's right. Cough them on out. Cough them out. Everyone, leave in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Now, what I want all of you to do that has have received deliverance, I want you to just raise your hands and say, Lord, fill me with the power of your Holy Ghost. Send the Holy Ghost inside with his fire and burn every devil out that's hiding. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Now take a deep cough as he burns them out. Every one of them leave right now. Free indeed. Free at last. In Jesus' name. Now I want you to lift your hands and just praise him. Praise him for what he's done. Praise him for what he's done. That's right. And praise Him with your new language. Just open your mouth and He'll feel it right now in Jesus' name. Now, what I want you to do is get the Word of God in you. Read the King James Version. Go up on the Internet and call down. If you don't have it on CD, call it down and listen to it. And get filled with the things of God and you'll walk free in Jesus' name. Praise God. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Omega Man Radio Network. We've got Dr. Pat Holliday on the phone, and we've got Marshall Perot. Dr. Holliday, give out uh, your websites and how people can get in touch with uh, the Miracle Internet Church. Uh, my website is MiracleInternetChurch.com. And uh, we created that just for people that have left their churches. 
We have television programs there, MP3s, DVDs, and articles, all sorts of things to get you alive, uh, awakened to the Word of God, filled with the Holy Ghost. It's MiracleInternetChurch.com. You have a second site as well, is that correct? PatHolliday.com. Okay. Yeah. And folks, uh, Dr. Holliday uh, writes a number of articles every week. She does uh, TV shows. Uh, they have service there in the Jacksonville, Fort area. If you're out that way and want to go worship with them, she's on the ball out there, and the enemy doesn't like it. Uh, case in point, uh, they've attacked your Twitter account this week. Is that correct? Yeah. The, they shut me down. The, God, what, happened, what happened? Uh, I went up on the Alex Jones show to see what he was doing, and then I left his show to type my name in. They said, you've just deactivated your account, and they won't let me reactivate it. So we've got it reactivated in Miracle Ministry. Uh, you you go Twitter, uh, I believe it's Twitter backslash Miracle Ministry. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the devil doesn't like deliverance. And just because you know deliverance ministries and they're not the most popular people around, we don't have the biggest ministries, we don't have the most money, we don't have uh, hardly anything. Uh, our equipment is old and dilapidated, but we take uh, safety pins to get on the air sometime. But I can tell you one thing that we have, that all of those wealthy people that are buying airplanes with your money, and they buy mansions, and they buy all kinds of things, what we have that they don't have is the anointing, the power of God. And yes. when we speak, it happens. I'm telling you, I've had men to come into the church, six six. Uh, with karate devils in them, wrestling devils. And I say, I bind you in the name of Jesus and command you to sit on that front pew. And they go right over and sit on the front pew. <laughs> and uh, I had a man in there the other day, and I was praying, and I said, uh, the Bible says every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I said, bow your knee to the name of Jesus. And he <laughs> he just went right down on his knees. You see, it's commanding power. It's not our power. It's our submission to Jesus. It's his power. But uh, Ephesians chapter 1 says that the secret to the power of God is that we are connected to the throne of God and he gives his power to us who believe. And so that's why when I, when I step up and I speak, there's not one bit of fear in my bones, no matter what I'm faced with, because Jesus Christ is Lord. And he's very, very powerful. When I was over in Africa, a bishop told me, Bishop Kenko, he said, now you see that man over there? Uh, Dr. Holliday, he says, don't go around him. He said, because uh, when the anointing comes, he starts manifesting. And 10 to 12 men 
have to hold him down. Well, you know, we've never held anybody down in our meeting where you have to depend on the power of God. And so I'm preaching, and all of a sudden he started manifesting, and I looked over and saw him, and I ran over, grabbed him by his stomach. He went right down on the ground, cast the demon out of him, put my foot on his stomach, and praised the Lord. Well, Bishop Kanko was impressed, and he came over and he said, Dr. Holliday, I have never seen a woman cast a demon out like that, and particularly a white woman. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's really the power and the name of Jesus that does the work. And the other power is the Word, and then you've got the Holy Ghost, and then you've got more angels on your side than they've got on their side. And so you can overcome every battle if you understand that you and Jesus make a uh, make a um, majority. Isn't that right, Marshall? Amen. And I, I just wanted to share, I, I, it's just been burning in me that um, I, I heard this testimony and, and I've, I've been experiencing it myself, which is why the Word is, is in me more than it used to be. Um, and that is, you have to realize that at the end of the Matthew, Jesus said he's been given all power in heaven and earth by his heavenly Father and our heavenly Father. Well, he has all power in heaven and earth. And then he turns around and he says to us, who have repented of sins and asked to be filled with the Holy Spirit, he says, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions of the devil and his demons and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding, rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice that your names are written in heaven. But in that last verse, and that's in Luke 10, 19 and 20, in that last verse in Luke 10, uh, 20, it says, you know, rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you. Hey, well, wait a minute, but the spirits are subject unto us as members of the body of Christ. We are joined to him. We've drunk into one spirit. We are bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh. We belong to him. He's purchased us with his blood. And so, you know, he takes care of what he's purchased. You know, you wouldn't spend a million dollars and then, you know, for a a diamond or something and then just throw it in the gutter. Well, just think about this. If the creator of heaven and earth purchased us with the, the blood of the lamb, which is more precious than anything on this earth and everything on this earth, don't you think he can take care of us? Amen. Yes. Amen. So no ungodly spirit may steal a single word of God from anyone's heart and mind that's listening, has listened, or will listen to this program from henceforth and forevermore. I decree it and declare it. For it is written, Thou shalt decree a thing, it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy ways. In Jesus' name. Amen. Isn't that wonderful? This is such a wonderful show. You know, Mega Man, it's wonderful when people (laughs) come together with one mind, Yes. Unity of spirit, and they understand that Jesus Christ is the God of the universe. It's it's just a wonderful power that's flowing in the airways. And Father, we take over the airways in Jesus' name, and we release more and more uh, territory for these radio shows that we're doing. And Father, more and more people. But as we have a vision that intercessors will form all over the country and the world from these programs, we ask God that you send forth your angels before us and prepare the way. 
Holy Ghost, as you did in the book of Acts, when you told your apostles, do not go to Asia. And yet, several verses down, you sent them to Asia because you had to go first to prepare the hearts. Tonight, we're praying that you will go, Holy Ghost, and you will prepare the hearts of the people that will turn into this radio program uh, tonight and in the future to receive and for the radio program to become a difference in their life, to become life to them, to become strength and power, to become belief, to overcome them and take them over to the point, God, that they know Jesus is real because he is the king. He is the mighty God. We give you praise and glory tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We have about uh, ten minutes remaining. Uh, what else is on y'all's heart tonight? <laughs> well, Marshall, you got something? Well, I just wanted to share, for those who did not partake of the specific deliverance that you gave, mm-hmm. the Lord gave us, a, gave us a promise here, and it's in the Old Testament in the book of Joel, J-O-E-L, in verse 2, verse 32, says, Whosoever, are there any whosoever's listening? Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord, that's Yahweh or Jehovah, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, or Yahweh, shall be delivered. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. So when we call on his name, he'll deliver us. If somebody's addicted to smoking and they want to give it up, they can invest their money in Pat Halliday's ministry or something else more, more worthwhile than, than uh, helping out. I mean, I, you know, I don't have anything against businessmen trying to make an honest living, but there are, there are better things to buy than cigarettes. Or whatever it is that somebody's stuck on, you know, pornography. I heard a testimony about a young man. He was in his 20s. He loved Jesus, but he was addicted to Internet pornography. And you know, I hear there are quite a few Christians that they think that's just a little devil they can play with. They don't realize the devil has got them. And if you call in the name of the Lord, say, Lord, I don't want this in my life. I, I belong to you. Deliver me. Guess what? He'll do it. He'll deliver you, because he promises to do that, if, if that's your heart's desire. Now, if you like a little bit of sin, well then, you're going to have to pay the consequences. So, I mean, it's, it's up to you. I'm, I'm speaking to myself. I'm, I haven't arrived. I'm a work in progress, too. Oh, and I want to give a quick testimony. I, was, I had accepted Jesus through a, a tract, and I prayed the prayer of salvation, and then some months later, I asked for the Holy Spirit and received the baptism in the Spirit with signs following. It didn't follow instantly, but it followed a little later. And, and yet, and, and, and there was evidence. I gave up uh, the, the pornographic material. I used to subscribe to Playboy magazine. It, it went in the trash. I knew it didn't please my wife, but when I found it, it didn't please the Lord. It went bye-bye. <laughs> so, so there was evidence in my life that I was coming to Jesus. Then I started to develop a hunger for the Word, which the enemy tried to, to snuff out a little later. But I had a hunger for the Word. That was supernatural. I, I'd never read the Bible. I didn't understand it. <clears throat> and then, but you know, I had demons manifest through me as a born-again, spirit-filled believer that, that went to church, and I had a spirit of blind rage that came out of me against those close to me. And I got mm-hmm. to co-worker when I was at work once in, in the mm-hmm. hospital. And this blind, a marshal went down and this demon came up and manifested. 
And my wow. hand went around people's, you know, I, I said nasty things. I put my hands around my coworkers' throat. And it's amazing how the demonic world is real. And I didn't understand it for years. Can I mention another ministry, Pat? Yes. Sure, sure. Okay. Well, I, I found out from someone at a Christian-run health food store about a ministry down in Georgia, and they have a website, which is beinhealth.com. And they don't claim to be a deliverance ministry, but they, they claim to basically do what Jesus did. They, they teach the Word, they disciple, they wash people in the water of the Word, and then they just command demons to leave, and people change. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Well, I went to that ministry seven and a half years ago, and that's when Jesus became a whole lot more real to me, because a lot of baggage, a lot of barnacles got gently scraped off this ship that weren't mm-hmm. supposed to be on there, and it was slowing down my progress in the river of life. I was, I was being dragged back by these barnacles of the old man that I, I thought everything became new when I was born again, but I found out that I had to get rid of some barnacles, and they helped me to do that, and they, they showed me that, you know, just like um, it says in, in 2 Timothy 1.7, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought everybody was fearful. I didn't know that, that you know... You know we're supposed to reverence God, but but we don't have to be controlled by demonic spirits of fear, mm-hmm. and 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 they, the, among many many others. I mean, there was a stampede in my life. There was a lot of demons I had to get mm-hmm. rid of as a Christian, mm-hmm. and one of those, the one of the first ones they deal with their bitterness against God, self, and others. People are actually angry at God. You know, why did you mm-hmm. take my brother from me? You know, I used to have that too, mm-hmm. and against myself. That's really a tricky one. People are angry at themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's a really sneaky demon because, you know, you just think you're being extra humble. But what you're doing is you can't love your neighbors yourself if you hate yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, Uh-oh. you know, they, they, they help unveil, you know, they help reveal all these nasty little slimy things that are sliding around so that you can repent and then just cast them out. And mm-hmm. I didn't know about casting out demons because I was just a normal, so-called normal Christian for 25 years before I went there until they just commanded these things to leave after I repented. And mm-hmm. guess what? I changed. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. My my face physically changed. My wife and daughters told me were with me. They said you don't look the same anymore. And I thought they were just being, you know, nice until I had my driver's license photograph and I compared my old one to my new one. I said, "Oh my." <laughs> I, I I did physically change because I wasn't being tormented as much. Mm-hmm. And now I can have sweet sleep at night, and I don't have to worry. I cast all my cares on the Lord, for He cares for me. I don't have to be worried about anything, because the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Because there's a mm-hmm. lot of people who are worried about things in this life, mm-hmm. and it's really great to have a big brother who's bigger than the boogeyman, Amen. who takes care of you and who loves you, and who has guardian angels and warring angels, and even the angel of the Lord that camps around about them, that fears them, and delivers them. It's mm-hmm. wonderful to be delivered as a Christian, I can tell you. And it's not something to be ashamed of. It's something Amen. that, that once, you, once you start getting cleaned up, you say, hey, I want to be a little bit cleaner. I don't want to be just a slightly lighter shade of gray. I want to be a whole lot lighter shade of gray. <laughs> and it's great. It's great getting Amen. rid of the garbage. You know, people, people get, take showers, you know, usually more than once a week these days in this country. Thank God for water and soap. <laughs> you know, and, but first in the natural, then in the spiritual. It's, we need to take baths in the spiritual. We need to get washed in the water of the Word. We need to splash around in the blood. You know, we need to get clean because Amen. Jesus is coming soon. 
So I just want to say that the testimony about that was that Kathy, the lady who'd been delivered, yes. it's real, and it's real for Christians, not just those who are in the world. A lot of people yeah. think, I'm holier than thou, aren't I wonderful? No, us holier than thou ones are the ones Jesus had the words against those Pharisees. He doesn't like it. Marshall gets that Pharisee spirit, you know, thinks I've figured it all out. I'm just, I'm just figuring it out like the rest of us. Amen. Praise God. What a wonderful testimony, Marshall. And I tell you, you know, God is really coming soon. And he's looking for a bride. And the bride is going to be that bride that will hear his voice, answer his voice, and give themselves wholly to him, uh, depending on him to bring them on through. And if you don't have that close personal relationship with Jesus... All you've got to do is just say this prayer tonight. Say, Lord, I ask that you forgive me. Come and live in my heart. Be my personal Savior. And, Father, I thank you for opening up my understanding that you're God. And tonight, I repent of every sin. And I'm dependent that you will clean me up. Just like you did, Marshall. Pat Holiday, Kathy, and Omega Man. Because, God, I want to be in heaven with you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, Jesus, if you say that prayer, he'll just come right in. And you'll never be the same. You'll never be the same. Because the power of God is just absolutely wonderful and marvelous. And it's available to the smallest person that has just a little mustard seed of faith. That's all you need is just a little faith, and he can grow mountains out of one little mustard seed. So, Omega Man, what have you got to say? Well, I'm giving the Lord the praise for my healing tonight. Amen. <laughs> I'm still looking at my hands. Praise God. And how I want to. Your, uh, how was your room tonight? A lot of people come in. Uh, a lot of people uh, tuning in tonight. Uh, so praise God. We have a lot of people that uh, I keep seeing show after show coming in that uh, are in the occult. So God is uh, drawing them in. Yes, and, uh, and we take authority over every witch, every wizard, every occultist. We bind those devils in the name of Jesus. We cage them. And we ask you, God, to move on their minds and let them see your glory and let them see that they're serving a fallen devil that will never, ever have the power that God has. In Jesus' name, we release your protection on every listener, on Marshall, his family, my family, and on Omega Man and Kathy. And we give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Dr. Pat Holliday, uh, it was a pleasure to have you on. Marshall Perot, thank you for coming on the show tonight. We'll have and, him uh, back. <laughs> absolutely. We're going to yeah. have you back on again. And if you'd like to get a hold of uh, Dr. Pat Holliday, you can do it through MiracleInternetChurch.com or PatHolliday.com. And so uh, until our next program, God bless you all. And thank you, uh, Dr. Pat and Marshall, and may the Lord richly bless you. Thank you. And the Lord bless you, too. Thank you. All right, you've been listening to a live program, Mega Man Radio. Uh, this show will be up in the archives in just a few moments. If you didn't get a chance to uh, tune in until late, you can uh, download it, listen to it live. 
Uh, tell a friend, uh, tomorrow I'm going to have Dante Fortson on the phone. Uh, he's calling in from Las Vegas. We'll be talking about his book and his research that he's been doing on the Nephilim and the Fallen Angels. It's going to be a really interesting show. I'm going to have Peter Kulin on next week, along with Al Cuppet. We have William Lau of the Elijah Challenge coming back on, and uh, many other guests that are confirming as we speak. So, again, I appreciate your support. May the Lord richly bless you. Thank you for listening to Omega Man Radio. Our mission is to operate in the threefold ministry of Jesus Christ and take evangelism, deliverance from demons, and miracle healing to the world. If you would like to partner with us, you can support this work by donating any amount online at OmegaManRadio.com. Join us in an all-out attack against the hosts of hell. It's time to deliver a death blow to the enemy and take back territory for Jesus. Tell a friend and support Omega Man Radio. Radio.